Here's Donna Murphy, Lauren Brooks, and Blythe Brumley. All right, ladies, we've got a few Gator fans cheering, which means that Harrison Bader does or did what Harrison Bader typically does. Oh, no, he got out. All right. Well, it was close. <laughs> so it was close. So Josh Tobias is up next for Florida. He uh, He's one of their better players, too. So in my mind, we're going to hope that uh, the team in blue does something here. But I am neutral tonight. I was going to say you're neutral, right? So I'm also going to hope that Florida State continues to do well, right? Then I'm balanced. At least I'm neutral for the next, oh, hour or so. Right, and then, an hour. Then I'll be going to the Gator side of the uh, pavilion over there and cheering for my beloved Gators. Ladies, welcome to our first live on location show at a sporting event. I love this. Can we do this every time? I would love to. Do, can we just do every broadcast on Tuesday nights, right, from either a Suns game or maybe an Armada practice? Yes. I would love to. Yes to all of those. I'm all for yeah. it. Me too. I'm I will remember to bring cash <laughs> next time. Yeah, cash only. can hear people. me. Donna Murphy needs a drink, and she doesn't have any cash. <laughs> so we are accepting cash donations for the show tonight. Thank you very much. We've got no tip charts. We weren't planning on that. Who carries cash anymore? No one does. Cash, I have about cash. $7, right. which is why I was asking how much that costs. Josh Tobias just, uh, well, I can't really see because there's people in the way, but he just, I believe, home hit a home run. Right. Yeah. All right. Sweet. We've got... We've got some action here. Now you're only like down by one. Right, it was 2 to nothing. Florida State is now 2-1. to one. We are live from the baseball ground for Florida-Florida State, the annual rivalry. I make sure to make it to this every year. I can't wait for it. Last year, it was literally freezing. It was less than 40 degrees out here. We had our blankets. It, obviously, drinking beer does not make you any warmer. But <laughs> you had to go with the whiskey. <laughs> yeah, that's true. We, I did not. I chose not to. And then last year, too, there was this whole thing of where... They thought that there was a fight between Florida and Florida State. Jameis Winston right. was kind of involved, but not really. And so that was a whole to-do. And that was actually right in front of us. And so I got some pictures of it. And I just, this event to me is fantastic. It kicks off really a weekend of nothing but Jacksonville-based sporting events. Mm-hmm. We've got the Armada on Saturday. That's their season opener. Season opener. The Suns play the Marlins here before that on Saturday at 2 o'clock. Oh, Our wow. own Jessica Blaylock will be covering that game and back in town back in the fold i can't wait to see her hear her you know thoughts on how's it been going so far living in a city so far away but before we get to all of that i want to talk a little bit about some college baseball and some professional baseball and the changes in baseball and i would say that my first experience at a spring training game kind of helps me realize how important all of this stuff actually is i got to see a rod's homer by the way, when I was there wah, on Saturday. Wah. And yeah, I guess that's when you say, have to follow him every time. Yeah. Here comes A Rod. I said to Yankees wah. fans, forgetting that I was talking to Yankees fans, I said, gosh, I hate A Rod. You know, kind of in the blithe voice of like when she says she hates the Titans <laughs> or when she hates A Rod. And I said, gosh, I hate A Rod. And then all of a sudden I realized I'm talking to Yankees fans. Yankees fans hate too, agree. But that, yeah, the Yankees fan was like, yeah, I really wish she was on some other team. Yeah. I was like, well, it's not going to happen. But <laughs> all right, so college, changes in college baseball, and then I'll tell you a funny story later, um, a little bit later from my spring training experience. So in 2011, most people know that the bat changed in college baseball. Mm-hmm. They went to something called the BB core. So as I was lying in bed last night, I came up with a quiz to give you guys on the BB core bat. And then I decided that it was far too difficult because I don't even know what it's like velocity. Is that kind of like a course bat? So 
Basically, they use the metal bat to they want, Right. They want the metal bat to replicate more of the wooden bat, and they wanted to take out the actual um, compression of because the ball compresses when the bat hits it. And so what they wanted to do was make sure that they weren't getting as much offense as they were because the home runs had become obscene. And they wanted to kind of take it back to years before. So they introduced this BB Core bat. So I was going to quiz you guys on what BB Core stands for, and then I looked at what it stands for and realized I don't even think Frank Frangie knows what BB Core stands for. That would be funny if I asked him. All right, I'm going to give it to you. Batted ball coefficient of restitution. I was going to go with bat and ball. Those are the only two Bs I could think of that deal. Life base. So I'm going to give you an A plus on that quiz. But so, yeah, so they introduced this bat a couple years ago, 2011, and the numbers did actually change drastically. Now, the power hitters were still hitting, but for the most part, the average of hits went down a lot. Well, then this year, they introduced in 2015 the flat seam ball. So it used to be a high seam ball. Now it's a flat seam ball. There are five things that are different between the high seam ball, which is normal, and the flat seam ball. And I, when I was doing my research on this, I thought that these reasons that why they were different was just they were just too funny not to share. So, number one, flat seam balls feel rounder. Why is that a big deal? Makes them feel more secure or less secure in the hand when they're rounder. The more square the ball, the pitchers have a better grip on it. So now you're taking the BB core bats and you're limiting the amount of runs, but now you're introducing this ball, which is harder to grasp for the pitcher. So now you're, that's why this year in college baseball you are seeing a little bit more of the runs that we used to because they're trying to kind of manipulate it to where it's entertaining, but it's also not an overwhelming, crushing defeat for every pitcher that goes out there. How many knuckleballers do we have in college? Um, that was not in my research, Donna, so I'm going to move right along. <laughs> so I wonder, number two. <laughs> I mean, I wonder, we're changing that ball. How yeah, that so that, there's a little bit of that in here. Number two, the leather is slicker. Why does that mm-hmm. matter? Pro balls, I loved this. Pro balls become souvenirs after just net bat or two on average, but colleges often retrieve foul balls. Oh, wow. Therefore, the longer in circulation the balls that last a few innings are likely to get harder to grip as the game wears on. So that is such a massive difference that I wonder how many people actually know that. that Do they still dirty them up ahead of time? And pro balls are rubbed up. Right. So that leads right into my number three. Rubbed. Dusty baseballs are harder to grip. <laughs> oh, so you are, no, so you are, we got, we are dusty we are, balls. That's where we're at right now in we college. Are dusty balls. Hot yeah, dogs right. and butts. And <laughs> that's right. All right, number four. Baseball. Gotta the love seams it. are flat and narrow, though this is obvious. The flat seam more curves and sliders will slip out. So it's a little bit to your knuckleballer question. Yeah. And number five, I love this one. Round balls act differently than square balls. Really? Physics dictates <laughs> that a high-seamed ball will have more turbulent flight than a flat-seamed ball, resulting in more pitch movement. So, in other words, these are so much more difficult for the pitcher to get out of it what he wants, and that's why if you look at the scores of 2014 versus 2015, the scores this year are so much higher. You know, you're seeing, like, the last time Florida played at Florida State, it was 14-8. to Last year's game was something more like 5-2 to two or something along those lines. So I found those two things fascinating that the NCAA would ch- basically change the game entirely, but yet such subtle changes that I wonder 
how many people that even pay attention to college baseball know. And how does that translate to the pro level? Because that's kind of what they're trying to do in that regard with some of these rule changes that they've suggested. Uh, new commissioner Rob Manfred, he came in and he, I guess, reduced the amount of time that the batter is going up to the box. You have to stay in the box once you're actually there. Um, and so that actually gives an advantage to the pitchers, which would reduce the amount of action that's on the field. So it's kind of curious how they would take the offensive approach instead of the defensive approach. And now you have college that's taking both angles of the game. Right. Well, I think they swung so far defensively that they realized that they were losing traction for the actual game. And so they kind of had to swing it back, excuse the pun, to the offensive side because they, they honestly, it, it was such a drastic change that they realized how much they truly affected it. But they wanted to keep the BB core back. So just a lot of, I, I don't know, to me, those those subtle changes that really make such a massive impact on the game are fascinating. Just like when you see, oh, hold on, we've got an another Florida home State, run. Yeah, Florida State home run this time. I believe that's their catcher, Danny Lacau. Yep. That is correct. Yep. So now we're at 3-1, to one, Florida State over Florida. We've got such an excited crowd here tonight. It's sold out. As it always is, in case you've never been to this. Eight you years in a row, tickets. right? Yeah. Yep. You want to get your tickets at least before you get here. At least. Because it's such a fun atmosphere. All right. So my first spring training game, I do have to tell you really quickly a funny story. I'm standing around a group of Yankees fans. They asked my friend to take their picture. So I'm standing there. I... I go to hold her sandwich for her, and then they start yelling at me, no, 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 come in the picture with us, come in the picture. And I look, and I make sure they're talking to me, and they're talking to me. So I walk over a couple steps, and I'm like, all right, I'll get in your picture. And then as I get closer, they go, no, 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 we're good, we're good. So I take, I go back over to where she is about to take the picture. Rude. Yeah, I, I take my sandwich, I take a bite, and I say to the different group of guys behind me, I'm like, well, I guess that's one of those scenarios where, She's cute from far away, but not as attractive as she gets closer up. Were you wearing the other team's gear? I was wearing a completely neutral thing because I didn't really think I was going to make it to the game because I was in St. Augustine the night before, morning of, actually, and all that fun stuff. But anyway, Helmets and Heels, <laughs> live from Florida, Florida State. It's 3-1 to one Florida State, but we've already seen a lot of action, so we will predict there's going to be a lot more happening on the field. We're so happy to be with you. I'm Lauren Brooks alongside Donna Murphy and Blythe Brumley. If you are here and listening somehow on the app, come out and join us. We are in Section 103. At least stop by and say hello. And we'll be back to tell you our definition of a guy's girl. That's right here on 10 XL 92.5 FM. <laughs> Listening to Helmets and Heels on 1010XL 92.5 FM. Oh, yeah, the boys are definitely back in town, and by that we mean the Seminoles and the Gators. You can mention the Gators first, you might as well be Just to announce who's winning first. <laughs> We're Apparently. live here at Braving Fields, baseball grounds in Jacksonville. Right now, the UF and the FSU game. How about that? I like yeah. it. I like it. The off and the few. <laughs> and uh, it's 3-1 to one right now with the Seminoles ahead. It is the, the top team. of the fourth. Or no, top of the fifth. I'm sorry. Took that base hit, too. Florida did. Yep. That would be Taylor Lane with the base hit. I like it. Lead off. I mean, I just like all sorts of 
baseball action until the show's over. I do, I do. All right. Ladies, I cannot tell you how excited I am to be here. I think you could probably tell from the numerous emails that we get out for show prep. But really, truly, I never miss this. My entire family comes every year. They are over there. I can't wait to rejoin them. And y'all are obviously more than welcome as well. But uh, we come every year, and it's a blast. All right. This topic, I cannot wait to sink my teeth into. Let's start first and foremost, Dimar. Lead us off. You're the lead-off batter with Aaron Andrews. I walk. And how, no, you're getting a base hit for show. Um <laughs> You're going to leave this off with what Erin Andrews said makes her a guy's girl and also what you took offense to in that article. So this is an article that Blythe posted on guysgirl.com. She did an interview with uh, yeah, or, uh, with uh, Health Magazine. Erin Andrews did, yes. Erin Andrews. Not Blythe. Not Blythe. <laughs> uh, basically okay. talking about, you know, that she's a guy's girl. She, how, this is how I took offense to it. And I'll just, I'll read you one little part of it and how I hear it in my head, okay? She says, quote, Hannah Storm, who did NBA on NBC, was a big influence. Monday Night Football's Melissa Stark showed that it was okay to be, like, really good-looking and know everything about the NFL. What I hear from that is, well, first of all, they actually wrote the word like in it. Right. <laughs> so they took her verbatim is what I what I can tell. Sure. So how I that hear it, that word. how I hear it is Monday Night Football's Melissa Stark showed it was okay to be like really good looking and know everything about the NFL. <laughs> That's how I take it. And so I think, you know, I th- Blythe, I think you're beautiful, Lauren. I think you're beautiful. Thank you, Jimmer. But we don't walk around saying that. Yeah, I'm great looking and I know all about sports. We don't say that. That's how I take it from her. But she's saying that she therefore could walk in the same path of being really good looking and know everything there is. Yeah, but you don't need to say it. I know, but that's how you do that. There's a difference between confidence and just obnoxious. Cockiness. Yeah. Confidence and cockiness. Way two different things. I think she clearly kind of turned the corner of being more Hollywood than this grinding workaholic, which she used to be. But this obviously is not about Aaron Andrews. This is about how certain people define guys, girl, and we're going to go into how the three of us define it, which I think it's completely apropos in the sense that we are three women who work in sports, but yet are also, I would say somewhat feminine. I'm going to use somewhat on myself. I'll say very feminine on the two of you. <laughs> so, live, tell me what offends you about Guys Girl and also how you define it. Well, for years I've always, I mean, obviously that I, I started Guys Girl with the idea that women weren't being catered to that like things that are typically for the boys. You know, the NFL for years made pink merchandise for women because they thought that that was the only thing that they would actually buy. Um, Little things like that throughout the years. Um, But it's kind of, from doing my research, it's kind of come up that some women are calling themselves a guy's girl because they think that hanging out with guys is less drama which I completely disagree. If, if you only have guy friends in your life, it, I, for one, I have lots of female friends. They're the best thing that's ever happened to me. Uh, one of the best parts of my life are the female friends and the relationships that I have with those women. And I feel really bad for a woman who can't have that kind of a relationship with another woman because they automatically think that it's just more drama. If that's your situation and every woman in your life is more drama, then I think that you need to take a look in the mirror. That It, it may not have to do with everybody else in your life. It may have to do with you. Uh, but to me, a guy's girl is just a woman that has grown up loving the things that are typically thought of as for the men. All right. And some of those things would be 
Obviously, you're going to put sports in that category. Right. It's sports, gaming, uh, working on trucks, uh, going mudding. Uh, it, it, everything that you would typically think that a guy would do, women have done it, and they continue to do it. It's just getting more mainstream attention now. And for me, I would say that, and I certainly agree with the drama thing, but if you are a chick who can't have friends that are chicks, then there is something intrinsically wrong. And, and you're probably backstabbing those girls in some way, shape, or form, or doing something to create a situation in which there's more anger than there is trust. Right. So that person probably needs to see a counselor, and we're not going to get into all that. But for me, a guy's girl is someone who is confident, because guys appreciate confidence. Most guys don't walk around second-guessing the pants that they have on. And I feel like a lot of women, if you start off, shaky or just way more concerned about the way you look than anything else in your life, you're automatically going to be someone that a guy can't relate to because they don't understand that. They don't they don't worry about that kind of stuff. Another thing I would put in that category is being able to be laid back and not high maintenance. And I don't mean high maintenance in the sense of you use a lot of makeup. I don't mean that. You can be a guy and girl and wear a lot of makeup. But I think more of the sense of being able to be relaxed in any situation and not be a major complainer. I cannot stand when I might not get invited to something, not as much anymore, but stay in college. I wouldn't get invited to something because guys were so used to the girls that they knew complaining the entire time they get invited. So let's say a baseball game. It's hot or, and I hate to sound like a valley girl because it's not a valley girl. But it's, it's, it's simple though. That's where yeah, you go. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, like it's, I'm uncomfortable because my makeup's running or my, you know, I didn't dress properly or my cell phone battery just died and I need to get to a cell phone charger. I put all of that kind of stuff in the realm of someone who can't just relax and enjoy the situation. And that's not even a, a girl. I mean, I guess that can be guys, too. Oh, yeah. Major complainers. But for the most part, at least the guys I hang out with, they, no matter what the situation is, they can enjoy themselves. And I think... If women a lot of times could just take their whatever it is in their life that's causing them anxiety and put it in the back seat, then they'd be able to really truly enjoy their surroundings. Like a baseball game on a Tuesday night where they're serving cold beer and hopefully hot hot dogs. I haven't had those yet. But, you know, I did with ketchup on it. Nice. haters out there. I didn't get a picture of that. And I also didn't get it to use it. She had to hurry up and get out of the room because it was the last hot dog. <laughs> the last hot dog. You are, well, you know what, well done. I applaud you. <laughs> she sat there, poured on the relish in front of the guy that was like, that was my hot dog. Sorry about it. What else? It was delicious. It was I'm, I'm media. Excuse me, I'm media. No, I think a lot of people would put knowing sports into the guys' girl category. While I think that's tremendously important in some arenas, like you mentioned, live gaming. Not all guys love sports. Some guys love hunting, and they don't care about sports. Some guys love video games. But being adaptable, I think, is one of the most important things. I breaking stereotypes. Yeah, right. And being able to adjust to the situation and roll with it. Even if you don't know a thing about baseball, being able to show up and be in a good mood and then start to learn about it, I think that's part of it, too, is it's not... It's not being on your phone the whole time while the baseball game is going on. Present in the moment. Yeah, maybe I'm really more talking about teenagers than I am girls in general. 
And yeah, but that's Florida good. just kind of popped fly, so that's good news for the Gators. And it's still 3-1, to one, by the way, in case you're listening to us and not have the game. That's a good point. You talk about te- When we brought up this topic about what we think it is to be a guys girl, I automatically went to my high school days. And I thought, well, I, that's what I thought I was in high school. But sure. And not to... Not to say it was because of the drama, but I got along so easily with the guys, and they never made fun of me for anything. You hang out with the girls, and you're going, you know, we went clubbing, we went to bars. I know, high school, but. uh, (laughs) I love these stories. (laughs) But I would be hanging at the bar because the game is on. And then they would sit there and smirk and make comments. I'm like, see, this is why I hang out with the guys, because I want to do my own thing. This is what I like, and I don't like to, you know, get made fun of for what I like. Well, it, I does, think it does take a while to, to find, I, I will say, based off experience, it does take a while to find women who share in those same right. uh, interests. So it, growing up, it always I always fell back on my dad and my brother as far as you know, people who I would watch the game with. But I, I think it's, times are just changing. Yeah. It, it, oh, so yeah. it, 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 to be able to watch a jag staring right across the street at Everbank Field, yeah. One of the best times of my life was going to the football game with all my girlfriends sitting together and cheering, and not one of us was wanting to get away, wanting to leave the game early, was complaining. Yeah. Everybody was interested, and, and those women out there do exist. Mm-hmm. So I think it's finding them. Yeah. yeah. Like, we're here. I know you guys. <laughs> There's very few girls that I know that are diehard into. We all go to any game. And I think, for me, it, it almost... It's hard to even put into words. It's almost more of a relatability characteristic than it is a the subject characteristic. Being a guy's girl is someone who can get along with virtually anyone, mm-hmm. girls or guys. I think there's probably a stigma of guy's girl for some of those girls out there who choose to only hang out with guys because they're only interested in what the guys have and not at all what the girls provide. Right. And so that, to me, is not at all a guy's girl. Not, that, that's someone who... Not the girls that are waiting by the locker room after this game. Those right. are not guys' girls. That actually, last year, around Those this time, I think it was the cleat chaser also. Yes. <laughs> and puff bunnies or right. whatever term you want to throw their way. I've right. not heard puff bunnies. You have it? No, I have not. Oh, yeah. I like that. So I was like, I might get that on a shirt. <laughs> but no, I, think, I think one of the most important things is for females to learn to be just completely comfortable with themselves and we'll get into this in a little bit in a few minutes and right and be able to walk into any situation and say i'm gonna have fun with this no matter what Mm -hmm. because it isn't how much you know about the sport it's literally being able to sit back put your feet up have a big smile on your face and if you don't know a single thing, ask questions and learn what a six four three double play is like with some live shirt you know what by the way yeah go ahead donna yeah I am wearing a dress, and I'm wearing heels here at the baseball game. But you're wearing because I just came from work. But I would so totally there. judge you if you were just a fan here. You would. I know. I would. I you totally know how would. many women probably are? I just came from work. I am the girl. I am Drew Barrymore in Fever Pitch. I work, and then I come here. So chill out. <laughs> so take your judgment and drink it away. That's right. With your cash only. <laughs> Shortstop second first, just uh, for people who don't know what a 6 4 3 play is. I just needed to clarify that. All right, ladies, we are coming right back, and everyone, thanks for tuning in to Helmets and Heels. We are live from the baseball grounds of Jacksonville. It is still 3-1 to one Florida State. We are coming back into the bottom of the fifth inning. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll be right back. 
Jaguars football by women, for women, and men. Helmets and heels on 1010XL, 92.5 FM. Now, you just can't listen to that song and not think of baseball, right? And also not clap. I noticed uh, we were all kind of clapping to ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome back to Helmets and Heels. Lauren Brooks, Donna Murphy, Blythe, Brumley. This is probably the fastest hour of the show we've ever had. Ever. And Between, we're done. Right. It's almost done. We've got live baseball going on right in front of us, Florida, Florida State. It is 4-1 to one now, Florida State, after I believe a Josh... Del- nope, Josh Delph is at bat now. Oh, and he just got a base hit, and that's third. a triple. And this is still not looking any good for Florida, although nope. this is game two of this series. Game one was in Gainesville. Florida did pull off the victory 14-8. to This is game two. Game three will be held in Tallahassee, I believe, next month. I have that somewhere in my copious amounts of notes. No, it was, uh, I think it was a few years ago whenever... Um, the Gators won both in basketball and in football that year uh-huh. as a championship. And I remember when this game came sick. around and I was standing behind this Florida fan because that was the year that Florida State was ranked first. And Florida, I think, was ranked, I don't know, like 45th or something in the nation. And this it, Florida crushed Florida State. And this Gator fan yeah, standing right. in front of me, he was like, I came here to see us lose at something, but I guess we can't do that either. <laughs> so, yeah, I was right. The next game, <laughs> April 14th. When now Florida I know why I don't State like you. And Florida play in Tallahassee. You know what? That's a Tuesday night. How about a little road, Tom Champion, are you with us? How about a little road trip to Tallahassee for Florida, Florida State, the rubber game of that series? How about that? All right, he's in. So that means we're taking this trio to Tallahassee, what I like to sometimes call as Tallahassee. But regardless, Blythe, you have a special place in your heart from baseball, and it comes from your dad. Yeah. So therefore... What does that mean as far as, oh, I don't know if ever the wedding bells do ring? Well, I was talking to the girls during the break because, I mean, I, I grew up with baseball. There was a baseball 30 seconds, or was a baseball field 30 seconds from my house that my dad was the president of. My mom worked the concession stand. So every day we were at the ballpark. Um, so I kind of, you know, me and my dad have always had this little talk that uh, if the day were to ever come and I were to get hitched, <laughs> take me out to the ball game would be the song that we would dance to. And I guarantee there would not be a dry eye in that stadium where you get married. <laughs> but what version? You know, it, and it, it pains me to say this because I've thought about this a lot, um, but Bernie Williams, the acoustic version of Take Me Out to the Ball right. Game, Yankees player, obviously I'm a Red Sox fan. Right. Um, but he has, a, a, if you can Google that, the Bernie Williams version of Take Me Out to the Ball Game is an acoustic version. He does it right on the guitar. It's, it's beautiful. I have it on, I have it on my iTunes. I, I listen to it regularly. I thought you would have wanted Will Ferrell as Harry Carey or something. <laughs> uh, no, no. Yeah, maybe not for no, a wedding, no. first dance the wedding. <laughs> Which, by the way, so, had the wedding reception Saturday, or Friday night for my cousin and her fiance, or now husband, sorry. I keep doing that. Husband, um, who, by the way, was at FSU's Pro Day today. Nice. And, uh, yeah, got to run the 40 again. Thinks he did pretty well. So the official times aren't posted yet, but we're all wishing um, that that went really well for Lonnie. He went to the Veterans Combine, too, correct? He did, yes. The day after the wedding, he got on the plane, went to Arizona, and then uh, he worked this past weekend and then drove to Tallahassee yesterday, did the Pro Day today. And I was wa- trying to watch it work a little bit. Um, hopefully my boss is not listening right now. And um, he ended up, I couldn't see him on the actual um, ESPN Sports Center feed, but I did have some friends who watched and they said I saw him. So hopefully he did really well. But um, 
So that was Friday night and had a blast. And then on Saturday, got up, drove to the first spring training game I'd ever went to. Told y'all a quick, silly story about that. Then the main point of going to Tampa was to see Eric Church, who Blythe, did you get to see him Friday night? I did not. I did not have tickets to him. But I've seen him before in concert at the Superfest and another event. So Okay. So And you know. Great concert. I mean, Great that's, concert. That's the reason we both talk about it with those, like, gaga eyes is because he is literally incredible in concerts. Brilliant. So here's my new problem is I get to the concert, right, having a blast. It, he played some old stuff that I never expected him to play. He had told us that. He didn't have to finish the show at any point in time because he didn't have to be anywhere on Sunday. And actually, his next show is not until after Easter. So it was just a jam fest. It was literally unbelievable. I had picked a song out that if he only played this one song that from his older stuff, um, Living Part of Life, that I'd be okay with it. He played that, and he played a bunch of other stuff. So I was just a happy camper, right? Well, in, in the concert, he plays this song called These Boots. Well, a lot of country boys take off one boot, and they hold it up while the song's going on, right? Well, then Eric decides to ask for some of the boots, and he'll sign them, and he'll throw them back, right? So he takes one of the boots from the audience. He signs it, will you marry me? So we're kind of laughing, you know. Eric Church is obviously already married, for those that know. I shouldn't say obviously, but he's married with two kids. He talked about that during the show. He had a he has a three-week-old, I'm sorry, a three-year-old and a six-week-old. Oh, wow. Which is tough, right, to travel. But anyway, he hands the boot back. Well, camera flashes, spotlight flashes down on the guy who gets the boot back, he bends down on one knee, hands the boot to his girlfriend, pulls the ring out of the boot, and asks her to marry him no right then and way. there. So Eric Church is right there at, like, you know, just looking on and excited as I'll get out. And I was like, is, she says yes. She, they're both adorable, right? Here I am, like, wait, that's the proposal that she gets. <laughs> How do you top that? I'm never... <laughs> I'm never going to see another proposal better than that. So your wedding thing reminded me to tell y'all that I don't ever want to be proposed. They're all special. They're all special. Yeah, well, I'm sorry, but that one is a winner. So you know what that girl had? That girl had confidence because she said yes immediately. She didn't even have to think about it. Nice. And or one article she we came pressured. across, she, she probably did feel a little pressured. But you know what? In that moment, I'm sure most people do. But one article that we came across that we really wanted to, to share a little bit about was January Jones. Mm -hmm. She claims that she was far more confident before she ever became pretty. That's fascinating to me because it was the opposite for me. And I'm not saying that I'm pretty, but I'm saying that in grade school, I looked more like a boy than a girl. And now hopefully I look a little bit more like a girl than a boy. And I've gained way more confidence later in life. I think I gained it from life experiences happening to me. And I don't really think it had anything to do with looks, but I wanted to see from y'all's perspective how did you, A, gain confidence in yourself, whether it's looks or your career, and B, how confident you feel on a normal basis? Career-wise, for me, I always felt if I pick it up and I take everybody's criticism and I put it into my work, then I'm fine. I never had any lack of confidence with dancing, with, you know, whether I was working at Applebee's, whether I was at American Eagle, whatever it was, um, because I tried to learn everything around me. And Tom Champion knows I try to engulf myself at work right now at 1010. I try to learn everything I can, every aspect. And as long as, you know, people know that I'm not making mistakes or if I make mistakes and I learn from them, then I'm fine. Confidence, that was no issue for work. But personal confidence, honestly, it took meeting my husband. 
Wow. You know, you go through a lot of bad guys, and they down your confidence. Your, my self-esteem was shot until I met him. And truly, you know, how he, how he makes me look at myself. And, you know, from waking up in the morning, you're all over the place and still being, you're so beautiful. And, you know, hearing, hearing little things like that, like, you know, the, hey, that's a great outfit on you. That's your hair sweet. looks nice today. I like what you did with your eyes. Little things like that. It's like, man, thanks. I never used to get that. I would always get the, well, why are you wearing that? That doesn't look good. Why, you know, <laughs> so, you know, here's a little tip that's for you guys. Awesome. Don't do that to girls. We don't like that. <laughs> other girls can do it to other girls because we're being honest. Like, I don't know if I wear that top girl, you know. <laughs> guys don't need to tell us that. Thank you so much. So that makes us no, no, I will stay away from you. But it wasn't until I met him. So I would say the last, I've been married for 10 years. So the last like 13 years, I probably built up my confidence. That, if I'm him, that might be the best compliment that anyone could ever right. give me. That's a, really that's, sweet. That's unbelievable. I love that. Good. For me, as I would say career-wise, I didn't start feeling confident in the sports industry. I've always had, you know, I've always been good at my jobs. I've always strived to, you know, always be a learner, always try to learn something new every day. Um, but working in the sports industry, I really didn't become as confident as I am today until it was the second year serving as editor-in-chief at Void Magazine. And when I came across the second round of issues, because we have regular issues, you know, a golf issue, a Jaguars issue, that sort of thing. When I came around to the second, my second golf issue, that's when I said, okay, you know, I've been here before. I've interviewed these golfers. I've interviewed these executives. I know how this works. So that was really where you could sort of take more of the friendship approach with these interviews and sort of talk to them and, and really get more out of them because they feel like they're connecting with you on a friend level more than anything. So it, it, it showed in my work the more I did it. Um, so, I mean, definitely career-wise, I would say it was the second year working for Void. And then looks-wise, oh, it didn't it didn't happen until sometime after high school. I mean, I, I didn't even dress like a girl until I was 14. <laughs> and then all throughout high school, I was sort of just a really quiet, shy girl. I was, you know, I just focused on school and work. And I had, a, you know, my group of friends that I hung out with. And that was really it. I wasn't into the party scene at all. Um, I was in, like, business club and sign language club. Like, not the popular clubs, I guess. Wasn't a cheerleader at all. Um, I didn't even know how to use a flat iron, for God's sakes, until <laughs> after I graduated high school. I didn't I, even know they here. existed. Same here. <laughs> My senior picture, it's, it's a mess. It's a mess. <laughs> but I would say after after high school is when I sort of got a little bit of confidence as far as looks are concerned because I would get the reaction from other people. They're like, oh, this is the same girl? Like I started doing my hair and my makeup, and I was dressing like a girl then. So. And let me say that when I was saying earlier about you don't have to – you don't have to be, or in order to be a guy's girl, you don't have to be low maintenance as far as looks are concerned. You guys were kind of pointing at yourself like, yeah, it's okay to want to do your hair and your makeup. I love it. And, right, and get dressed up and then go to a country concert and not care if your feet get dirty, you know? I'll, I think that's part of it. I'll go to freaking Walmart and I'll buy a whole bunch of makeup and then I'll go home and I'll surround myself with it and just play with makeup for hours and then... <laughs> I'll do that on a Saturday, and on Sunday, I'll be right there with them and cheering on the Jags. Right, and then you can still talk about the best prospects for the Jags or the upcoming NFL drafts. That's one of the things that I think I learned or gained a lot of confidence from is when I learned about myself that I can virtually talk to any single human being on the face. Not a surprise. (laughs) I really do think, like, 
there's not a whole lot that you can put in front of me that I can't relate to somehow, some way. And one of the, the ways that the whole guys, girls, confidence thing relates for me is I feel so comfortable in any situation talking to guys about sports. It, it Even if they know way more than me, and, and some of them do, and then some of them don't, I hopefully I don't intimidate them and because they surely don't intimidate me. It's just so much fun to have, and that's why I love sports, to have a connection with people. Meeting those Yankees fans, we they were also Jets fans, so we immediately jumped into, what do you think about your quarterback? I told them what I thought about our quarterback and Blake Bortles. You know, they have Geno Smith and... And so hey, if you're so you much launch... nicer. I wouldn't have gotten along with them at all. <laughs> well, no, I'm not a Red Sox oh. fan, so that that helped. But <laughs> it's just so fun to be able to talk to people from such a different part of the country with different backgrounds, different values, even. You know, I'm I'm singing on Saturday night. I'm a I'm born in the South. I will die in the South, but I can relate to them because of sports. <laughs> so home. yeah, that that was the band that opened for Eric Church. It was called Cadillac Three. They were really fun, but they have a song called "This Is Where I Was Born and This Is Where I Will Die." Anywho, the the confidence for me comes in, in knowing that it doesn't matter what you look like. It matters who you are and how you treat people. And I think the more that, that I figure that out, the happier I am in general. Mm-hmm. All right, we will check in with a, another very happy person who's also very confident. And also, I have a feeling would kind of like to be here right yeah. now in Tony Smith. We'll check time. in with him in just a few minutes. You're listening to 1010 XL 2.5 FM, Helmets and Heels.